In today's episode, we finish our conversation with Courtney Shan. This is the second half of our conversation that we had with her. She was so generous in sharing her time with us. And it's really fun to see someone who is a relationship, wellness, happiness coach, just really be vulnerable and themselves. If you follow Courtney on her social media, which I highly recommend, you will see she's very honest. And I believe that's why she's seen such success with her clients because she is real. She is vulnerable. She is honest. She doesn't carry herself on this hierarchy. She's just a very real person who has a knowledge about relationships and feminine and masculine energy and how it can transform someone. And it's really fun to sit down and have a conversation with someone who's just so real and down to earth. So let's not wait any longer. Let's dive into the second half of our conversation. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. And I also love how you speak about instead of staying with a man that doesn't meet her needs, she's able to see it and trust that she will be okay if she lets that connection go. That's empowering. That is so beautifully empowering. And I think so many women and can relate because we'd rather be with someone than we'd rather be alone. Mm -hmm. Because I, I, do you think that comes from not trusting ourselves? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I, when we are able to prove to ourselves that we can meet some of our own needs, we take a lot of the draw out of the man who is partially meeting our needs. Um, when we are becoming our own best partner, our, our own, um, that masculine energy inside is going to be of service to us too. When we can turn that towards ourself and start being of service to ourself in that way, start receiving from ourself, we start to trust that part of us. And that's the part of us that will actually set the boundaries and raise the standards and be like, actually, I'm doing at least half of my own needs, which means that I need you to be meeting me here. You know, I'm no longer available for... Mm -hmm this bare minimum um, connection, whether it's, you know, you're not meeting my emotional needs or I haven't articulated my emotional needs. That's the nuances of, of coaching. But um, when you can start to get clear on, hey, I have these needs and I'm willing to go to bat for them so much so that I'm prioritizing them for myself, you energetically raise the standard of what you're available for. And that man will either rise to meet you, which I've seen over and over again, men will show up when we raise the bar. They just, they really? would not have been aware. Yeah, that's half the battle. And then the other half is the woman trusting herself that the man in front of me is not my guy. And I'm gonna be okay if I let this go. That is the trusting yourself that your future self has information that you currently don't have. And if you trust that and let this go, you will still be okay. I yeah. love that. It takes a lot of inner security, Absolutely. though, to do that. So no judgment. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to walk mm -hmm. away. And it's hard. Yeah. And I, I just feel like your website, like the work that you've put into your website, mm -hmm. like 
your website alone is like therapy. Like it's magnetic and it draws me in. And honestly, as I go to it from time to time, it gives me hope. And I believe this has resonated with your clients. It gives me hope that there's hope for me. Mm. Wow. And I love the work that you are willing to put into your website for your clients to see the value that you can bring them so that they can have the life that they want to be living mm -hmm. with themselves and a partner. So bravo to you, Thank Courtney. You. Like you've done a phenomenal job. Yeah, seriously. It's just, it's beautiful mm -hmm. what you've done to present the material that so many of us um, really want and have in our mm. lives. Well, thank you. That is so kind. And shout out to my photographer because the it's Lucretia for those of you that don't know. <laughs> All of my pictures are stunning and I am always like sending credit back to Lucretia because she just makes women glow. And if you haven't had your photo taken by Lucretia, you need to. She just makes you glow yeah, and captures it on camera. It's amazing. Well, you're very kind. It helps with a good makeup artist and good lighting, but <laughs> like some talent to capture too. So well, you're very, I appreciate mm -hmm. that greatly. Mm -hmm. Very, very much. I love how you go into where you talk about on your site, your friends are confused as to why you have not been snatched up. And so you focus on all the fun things you get to do as a, as a single person. And yet deep down, you'd love to see someone that can man up and be your equal. Like, I think there's so many women out there who want to have that relationship. And so, yeah, they go on the hike by themselves. They go to dinner by themselves, but they really want to have that, that connection. And you continue like to say that I see you and I know these feelings because I've been there. Mm -hmm. mm. That's, that's phenomenal. Like I love every single ounce of that. And you, you talk about struggling with the diets and never being able to maintain that body that would represent who you are on the inside. Can you tell me about that? Cause that's, you're a very fit and healthy person. So please, please share on that endeavor. Thank you. Um, you know, I think this is where there's kind of some overlap because the pain, the pain is coming from a very similar place of, um, where is enough, you know, like at what point will you allow yourself to be happy? And at what point will you start to turn towards yourself with compassion and love, um, for the, for the body image piece, um, in my teens, um, and e even early 20s, not as much in my early 20s, but for sure in my teens, I was very uh, all over the place in terms of dieting. My weight was up and down. Um, tried a little bit of everything from the time I was like eight. And so I got, I had this world where I was expected to be looking a certain way to receive acceptance. And it wasn't until I started working with people in my coaching job where I realized like, oh, it's, it's not about the number on the scale as much as it is about your insides don't feel like they match the outside. I would talk to a lot of women who would say like, I'm just overweight and I don't feel 
me on the inside, I don't feel like this body represents who I am. I feel beautiful and happy and vibrant and I'm, you know, dealing with this body that's carrying more weight than I would like. That's its own relationship to food and body versus my experience um, of feeling like you needed to be in control of everything um, and having like bouts of being out of control and then bringing that back to um, to the middle of finding harmony, trusting yourself a little bit. Both of them need to trust themselves, but that's kind of where I um, struggled personally. And then also just being able to relate to people that I was coaching. Um, and I kind of forgot where the question was going, um, but working with people that I was coaching, uh, I kept hearing that over and over again, that I just don't feel like my outsides match my insides. And I really resonated yeah. with that because I don't know a single woman who has not had a moment in her life where she's been like this body that I'm seeing in the mirror. Either I would feel embarrassed to say that I love and accept it because I'm going to get, get flack for that and or it doesn't meet the expectations that are beautiful and therefore I need to keep working and um, you know, I'll rest when I have the beach body when I'm lounging on the beach with my beach body, that's when I'll let myself rest. Um, and what I have found is that that just sets you up for perpetual effort and perpetual dissatisfaction. And the reality being that when you learn how to love the body that you're in, it naturally transforms because you're going to be taking the care that it's needing to become that version of the body that would reflect yeah. you. Yeah, you, you also talk about um, leaving an interaction when it didn't feel good anymore. Mm. Can, we, can we go into that a little bit? Yeah. So I don't know if this was your experience, but I definitely had the experience and I don't think that it was either of my parents. I, I don't know where exactly it came from. I think it was just absorbed this cultural expectation that you're polite and that you're a very conscientious listener. You're there to listen and make the other person feel good. When in reality, if we can tune in even like 80% and give them 20% attention, if we can give most of the attention back to us, we'll realize like, actually, I'm really, this doesn't feel good anymore. I'm feeling exhausted. I'm feeling drained. Oh. You're taking more than you're giving. That's going to give you the awareness that you need to correct that imbalance. You can either speak up and talk more, or you can say, hey, actually, I'm going to step away and we can talk about this another time. Um, but because we're so focused outward, I always explain to my clients, like we're focused, we have these antenna going out. And what we need is the ability to turn inward as well like a healthy adult is able to turn inward and and focus on outside as well simultaneously and as children we are focused outward and for a lot of women and men too but a lot of us we don't ever make that journey of being able to swivel i i just say it's kind of like we need to lubricate this um joint here so that we can swivel back and forth and focus inward and outward we don't want to be completely self-absorbed. That would be not healthy either to just be aware of what's happening for me because then I'm just constantly the victim or the narcissist. We've, we've not fixed anything, but we do want a healthy amount of ability to turn inward and reflect and see what am I needing right now? Do I have the emotional bandwidth to be with this person? 
is this feeling good for me? Is this uplifting me or is this bringing me down? And then operate from there. We can make some decisions to remove ourselves or ask for something else. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And and you, you do talk about um, asking for things you wanted. And when you started to ask for things you wanted, the more that you asked, the more that you got. Like, you tell on that because that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things, so I teach in masculine and feminine terms, um, the energetics, we all have masculine and feminine energy. The feminine is the fuel for the feminine is desire. And I think this is undertaught for women specifically because we live in such a masculinized paradigm of uh, we, we work for things, we earn things, we work for things, we earn things. And it's not that that's necessarily bad, but for a woman's body, that does not align with how our physiology is set up. We have to receive things and then give things. Um, that's kind of how our physiology is set up. And you'll see that all over the human system. But that being said, desire is the energetic fuel for the feminine. And once you get clear on what it is you're desiring and let it come out from your heart, through your throat, through your mouth, you squeak it out and ask for it, then you invite other people to step in to give to you. So it becomes this playful exchange instead of you feeling like a burden. It feels more like a fun exchange, like a like an Easter egg hunt, like nothing that you have to feel guilty for. You just like receive it and um, enjoy it. Let it lift your spirit um, because it feels good to give to people. And we know this because we're good at giving to people. It's fun. We, we just went through Christmas. Like we know we love giving to people and yet it's only fun to give to someone who's a good receiver. I don't know if you've had that experience when you give someone a gift and they don't respond. It's like, well, that was underwhelming. But if you give to someone and they're like, yes, this was exactly what I wanted. Like that feels really fun. And that's where it becomes a playful exchange mm -hmm. that the more you can be um, in that feeling of receiving and, and learn how to calibrate to this is safe and this feels good, that's when everyone starts to give to you because you just become easy to give to. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's so insightful and something that so, seems so simple, but we just don't do it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It feels vulnerable. You're taking it. the vulnerable step mm -hmm. to either ask for what you would most like to have um, or just receive and not have that knee-jerk reaction that you need to give back or that there's something that you owe them now. It takes a little bit of kind of conscious yeah. unwiring. Mm -hmm. I love yeah. that. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to circle back to your website. I love where you say... I became the queen of the banquet before which they would lay their bounty in order to gain time with yeah. me. I felt more confident to put my creative ideas out there, to take more chances, to sign up for that class, look silly learning to dance, risk being seen. Yeah. Who doesn't want that? Yeah. Like, that's fantastic. Like, so you, you begin this new perspective. You are noticing a shift in your own personal mm -hmm. life. Like, is this, like, clearly this is what has inspired you to help others because you've noticed the changes that it made. 
and we've talked about women a lot, but how are men responding to the services that you offer? Yeah. You know, it's so interesting. For those of you guys that don't know, I also have a podcast called For the Love of Men podcast that I do with a good friend of mine, Bree. Um, and it is, it's focused on um, the dynamic that men and women have and finding a new way forward where we are both empowering each other um, instead of this kind of like over over under sort of thing. Um, and so it's been really interesting to get the feedback from men. Our TikTok channel has just blown up and there have been a lot of men who have been triggered by the work that we put out, that it's difficult for them to hear. They have to really sit with it because it is new. And when something's new, we immediately think, nope, stay away until we can like let it in and really sit with it and see, is this dangerous or not? So. Um, I would say we get surprising amounts of feedback from that type of man, but we also get a ton of feedback from already really empowered men who are like, this is what we've been wanting. This is, we're so glad that women are able to hear us and are able to um, assume the best in men. It takes quite a bit of healing work to assume the best in your partner. Um, not blind yeah. naivety, but rather like, grounded, wise um, generosity. And so in that way, men, I think, really respond well to the work that we do, but also I have private male clients um, that really respond well to this information just because it's so new for them. And if you think about it generationally, the men, even in the past generation, were not celebrated for being in touch with their emotions. If anything, it was quite the opposite. You shove it down, you get to work, you keep your nose to the grindstone. Like those are the way that men have built their lives, their empires. And so it makes sense that in this kind of transition um, to looking more inward or connecting and valuing more of the emotional or soft skills, that that's a big paradigm shift for a lot of men. So. I would say overall, it's been very well received. And I can tell that there's a mm -hmm. little bit of trigger around it for some men, which I don't take personally, but it is interesting um, to just have compassion for like, wow, this is a big shift for you. I get that. So it seems like they're being very open and welcoming to also being seen and heard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there have been quite a few comments that have just said, like, I've, you know, I've never, finally women that, that get it, we're not trying to attack. And I think that's where it's so powerful to see uh, from the lens that we do that men aren't the enemy and women aren't the enemy. We both have healing to do to see each other as not the enemy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. So before we go into your business, uh, a friend of mine, I want to get your opinion on this shirt that a friend of mine gave me. Do you think this is advised on wearing? <laughs> what does it say? Not taken? Not taken. That's Not cute. taken. That's cute. <laughs> How do you feel when you wear it? I haven't worn it yet. I, a friend of mine gave it to me and it, I was digging around for something and I came across it. I'm like, oh, I need to oh, ask. Hilarious. Courtney about this. I think I would feel embarrassed to wear it, actually. Okay. I think it'll become a nightshirt. So okay. then that's the answer. You know, it's amazing. A couple of years ago, I just started putting my clothes on based on how I felt when I was in them. Whether or not they're on trend, it's like, I feel good in this. All right, let's wear it. 
Uh, and that was such a game changer yeah. for me. So take that for what it's worth. I think we need to do more yeah. of that. Yeah, I think I think more people in general, because when I see people who do dress just like how you explained, I love how empowered and confident they are just walking down the sidewalk. Yeah. And I want to be like, teach me your ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's probably just as simple as what you just said, like dress how you feel that day. Like who cares? Mm -hmm. we're around strangers and if they're going to judge us then they're going to judge us are we even going to know or is it like just mm -hmm. squash the negative mm -hmm. voices in our head and just embrace who we are exactly so i have been curious we haven't the um tiara hasn't made an appearance lately is it on hiatus <gasps> da 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 you know, Absolutely. I, this is my creative crown and, um, I don't know if you guys are going to be able to see me or not, but I got this crown on Amazon and yeah. it has given me more joy than anything. Sometimes I just wear it around when I'm like, you know, curled up on the couch in my PJs and writing a post or, um, I was recording yeah. with it and then TikTok was going crazy. It was so polarizing. It was hilarious. Um, people loved it or they hated it. And I was like, I got it on Amazon. For those of you that want one, go get one. For those of you that right. don't like it, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, it's here. Still here. I, I love it because whenever I see you, it's like she is the queen of her own castle. Yes. Oh, what a good like, feeling. That's what I love when I see you wearing it. it. Yeah, it just, it makes me so happy. And I'm still searching for my ideal um, creative crown on Amazon. But mine will be making an appearance um, thanks to to your inspiration. I love it. I love it. It's just fun to have something fancy. It is. I agree. It's just fun to have something fancy. I agree. And, and why yeah, not? Can, why not dress it up? Dress it and down. speaking of fancy... Yes, exactly. It goes with jeans and a t-shirt. It goes with a ball gown. However you want to, whatever you want to mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. PJs. It's perfect. Exactly. It's a perfect accessory. Exactly. And speaking of fancy, in your stories, you show, you share these little quiet moments where you have tea and you always have a beautiful teacup and saucer. Yeah. So like, what does that fancy cup do that a regular coffee cup cannot? Oh. I love that you remember that. It's so funny because I got a big mug today because I was like, I want to take it all over there at once. I didn't want to have to go refill it. Um, so a couple years ago, um, my grandma passed and she left my cousins and I um, tea sets. And I had this moment oh. of, I don't want to wait until like I die or to have a special moment like to just kind of live in the moment and to just celebrate use the fancy things now um let it enhance my day now and I've been doing that for a couple years but when I inherited some china from her I started having friends over for fancy tea um where I would pull out all of the tea set and we would have just a you know a whole fancy tea um a, a mentor of mine actually yeah. in New Zealand had done a few years prior, um, full circle moment here, she had done an art project where she had had people write to her about um, a tea pot or a teacup, I can't remember, that was significant to them and the story behind it. 
And it was so beautiful, these stories that happen when people are just talking over a beverage. You know, this is when my mom told me that what, what it was like for her to be married and it put my nerves at ease. Or this is what, you know, the last moment that I had with my grandma was, you know, having tea with her or something. It was just really sweet. And so I always have this nostalgia for old teacups. Um, and then when my other grandma passed, her mom had actually given her the teacups that you're talking about, um, that I posted a few different ones. Her mom had given her a teacup for her birthday. Every couple of years, she would send her this unique teacup just out of, I don't know the whole story behind it. She was apparently a really fancy woman too. So um, that's kind of the fun, the fun that I like I to have it. with it. I just try to pause and be, be mindful that things can be really enjoyable and you can do the fancy thing now. You don't have to save it for a rainy day. Yeah, because I love this because it re- resonates with a story I heard years ago about this woman when she... I think when she graduated or somehow she got a really nice bottle of wine. So when she graduated college, she's like, oh, I should have it then. She graduated. She's like, "Mm, I'm going to wait till I got married. Wait until she got married. Wait for the first, fifth, like 30 years went by with this bottle of wine. And she finally asked herself, why am I waiting? Opened it. The cork had gotten bad. So the wine went bad. And she's like, you know what? No more. So she does a thing where she went and bought herself really nice wine glasses and she, just like with your tea set, she gets a nice bottle of wine when like, it could be a Friday night and she'll call up her girls and be like, it's a special night, come yep. over. Yep. I think it's a, a form, as you're describing this, it's like a form of self care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. We should be celebrating the little moments in life for the fact that it's a Friday, the fact that we woke up on a Saturday. Mm-hmm and not be waiting for a grandiose moment, but celebrate those those special moments because they're fleeting. Yeah. yeah. They're fleeting. And then we don't take time for us. Yep. Sorry for the interruption here, but we just wanted to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Girl Boss Copywriter. Girl Boss Copywriter works to help you connect to your ideal clients. Find out more at girlbosscopywriter.com. Like, I want, I want, after this, I'm going to go find me a teacup. <laughs> and a crown. <laughs> and a crown. Exactly. Amazon. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah, you want to talk about So I want to dive into your business because you offer these amazing courses. Like, and tell me if I'm missing, like, you have empowering relationships, mm-hmm. elimination diet protocol, mm-hmm. virtual support. You have this 24-week one-on-one coaching, which I'm fascinated yeah. with. And you do private coaching. Like, let's talk about yeah. these and how they've helped people and the inspiration behind yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. So I have two major branches of my business. One is the relationship piece and one is the nutrition piece. And then there's kind of this, um, you know, like a Venn diagram thing where the thing in the middle is the interpersonal relationships around your nutrition. Um, and so what I, the briefest one will be the elimination diet. Um, I made a course a couple years ago because I was running into people who were trying these elimination diets. Like a few years ago, elimination diets were like all the rage. They still are. But what I was running into is that we have, we don't have the soft skills in place to engage the level of support that we need to maintain these changes. And we are not able to 
stay consistent with our goals because we run into these external factors. So it's one thing to be like, I'm going to do this for me. That takes its own type of work. And I go into that in the nutrition courses that I do, my nourished course, um, one of my favorites. But the diet protocol, the elimination diet protocol is like the soft skills that you actually need in order to engage the people around you and not be that person. Like no one wants to be that person that we judge. And yet we don't have the, the finesse to ask for things in a way that don't um, alienate the people around us, but rather let them support us in a way that feels good for both of us. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I'm going to sign up for that right now because I don't <laughs> think I know anyone who couldn't benefit from that one. <laughs> yeah, that, and I've got a masterclass called Supported that's kind of similar. It's how to engage your partner at home so that you're both feeling supported, but not... Um, you're not turning into the housemaid or mom and he's not turning into your servant and child. Um, that's a really common pattern that I see too that we, we can work through. So so that being said, I've got kind of that middle ground. I've also got the relationship piece, which is really about empowering relationships. A lot of it is the awareness to know what is empowering and what's kind of wounded or disempowered when it comes to relationships, both within yourself some habits that we have that are not necessarily as empowered as they can be to maintain a healthy functional relationship and what you need to be looking for in other people that would let you know hey this is someone that i do want to link up with longer term and this is someone that i want to kind of put some boundaries down it's going to make boundary setting a lot more clear when you're able to identify not to judge people but just to see kind of where they fall in this framework of uh, how much time and how much closeness do I want to allow them to have if we're not headed in the same direction. Otherwise, it's going to throw me off balance. Um, And so that becomes a lot clearer in the empowering relationships combo. There's a men's one rooted and a women's one arise. And I love leading people through that information. That's fantastic. And then you have your 24-week one-on-one coaching. Yeah, that has to be absolutely life transforming for people. So can you share a little bit about uh, like how you develop that and Mm -hmm. how it's helping people? Yeah. Nourished is my oldest program to date. It has I mean, it is like nine years of training in the works Um, as a dietitian. A lot of the most common challenges that I saw, especially with women, I've, I've mentioned a few of them already of um, not understanding how to take care of the body that they're in, really still wanting the body that they want, um, but not quite integrating this self-care practice. Um, so I've broken it down. Right now it's six months, 24 weeks of support because I feel like that is a long enough time to go through the four phases comfortably. That's the average amount of time that it takes people. I could shorten it, but I'm getting really great results from people who are doing it at the six month pace. And so right now that feels really congruent for me. Yeah. Um, But it's broken into four phases, which is basically four different programs. They stack on top of each other to form a curriculum path of awareness. We have to increase awareness. We have to build some support so that you stay at a new level and you're not kind of dropping back into this survival state. And then we embody that state. So now we're doing some of the inner work, some of the Um, relationship to self, some of the deep, deep healing, the energetic work, the um, subconscious work, 
and then we challenge you. So we move into the challenge phase, which is going to be kind of like going to the gym. You don't start benching 300 pounds. You know, you start with a five pound dumbbell or a three pound dumbbell. It's no shame on where you are. It's more challenging the relationship that you have to discipline, to accountability, to um, perseverance, to exercise. A lot of the things that my clients particularly who have had their entire life up and down with weight have some really um, common wounds. And so that program is set up to take care of the most common wounds that I've seen from coaching people in the weight loss space for nine years. So it goes through the awareness, the structure, the embodiment, and the challenge. And each of those, we spend a good amount of time, uh, both one-on-one, and most of it is pre-recorded content. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. I I think it makes sense to have it be six months. I mean, you're going in to do a big transformation. You can't expect, we can't expect immediate results Mm -hmm. to make life-lasting changes in a program that's like three days. Mm -hmm. It's just not realistic. Mm -hmm. So I love that you have it designed the way that you do so people can walk in with understanding what's expected and to be able to walk away six months later and be like, look at Mm -hmm. me. Like, look what all that work mm-hmm. did. You know, I, I think people have to be willing to put in the work. And when they're signing up for a course that's that detailed, th- good things are going to come from the effort I'm about to put into for the next six months of my mm-hmm. life. Yeah. I mean, results happen along that. the way, to be clear. I had, uh, within the first month, yeah. um, one of my most recent clients said that she stopped binging completely. She hadn't struggled with it within after that first month of working together. So the results can be quickly. It's the stabilizing and kind of recalibrating that this is the norm. I stay at this level. That's yeah. where I really wanted to be on board for a little bit longer. So Oh man, yeah. how good did that feel oh. when she reported back to you and said, Hey, by the way I mean, I'm so proud of her. She has been working so at that point she was working so hard on just kind of being available for the transformation that she was ready for and it was kind of perfect timing divine timing in her life and this program kind of unlocked a few things that she hadn't considered before and it really opened up a new part of herself that she hadn't been tapping into and so all she gets all the credit it was her work for sure but the the information I think is so transformative. I feel proud to be able to support her in that way. But yeah, I was thrilled for her. Yeah. And what else is amazing is you and Bree, you mentioned her before, you yeah. share so much beautiful information that's really valuable. It's very enlightening. It's delivered in a manner that makes it so easy to digest and listen. I love that you both have this calming aura. You keep it fun. Your sound effects are my favorite. <laughs> you two are so deni- dynamic together. Like what inspired you and Bree to start your podcast for the love of oh, I'm so glad you asked this. This is one of my favorite things to share. Um, so Bree and I met in a course, a relationship course, kind of um, sort of like a continuing ed type thing. Um, a mentor of mine, um, was having a course and so I took it anyways I connected with her and she was moving to Nashville we became good friends and we were both coming off of that information and being like wow this is really amazing we got connected with another mentor um, Allison Armstrong who her work is brilliant too and we just were sitting down one day thinking can you imagine how we must sound even to our six month ago selves like this is enlightening 
we should just set up a microphone just like to be a fly on the wall. And we joked about it for a few times and we finally did it. We're like, okay, let's, let's just, let's just do it. We had a couple outtakes that never made it to air, but then we did start releasing this content and people had just rallied behind us. We started a TikTok channel and it just blew up and went viral. And like I said, people really love it. And we have such a supportive community and it's just been so fun to bring all of the information that she has. Her background is in um, as a business coach and she does obviously the relationships that come up in business. I was the health side of things and the relationships that come up there. Um, and so we have a really broad spectrum of background and um, and knowledge. And then together, I think we just, because we're friends, we just play off each other. And she brings out my brilliance and I bring out her brilliance and we just sort of ping pong back and forth. And it's just a fun show to listen to, so. Really is, and if you haven't listened to it, please, 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 after you're done listening to this episode, go fire it up because it's one of my favorites that I look forward Aww. to. And, and there's several episodes I've re-listened to. It's You guys really have a great energy and Aww. dynamic. So I love that you have this and you're sharing. I love that you just said, hey, we're gonna turn this on and do it. And it turned into this fantastic podcast. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was so wild. I could not have planned it that way, but one day we're like, let's just do it. And we did. And since then, we've just, we have such synergy in our vision of moving forward and the healing that the next generation can benefit from when we do our work. It, it's just really, yeah, something we're both very passionate about. I love that. Yeah. You two work really well together. So I love that you guys are on that little path. Yeah. yeah. Sharing your, your information and it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah, it's so much fun. You guys, and it's, you can tell you two really are like besties, which makes it, I think, even more fun to listen to. Yeah. Yep. It's the best. <laughs> so if there's someone out there feeling hurt or knocked down by life, they're longing for that romantic relationship, you know, that we all dream about having, like, what advice can you share with that hurt mm. soul? I would say, keep going. You have so much to offer and you aren't even aware of how other people experience your generosity. Because I imagine that you have such a big heart and have so much love to give. And the last thing that I would want is for you to withhold that love from the world. Um, I think there's a lot of wisdom in discernment of where to send that open-hearted love. And yet I, I have found that for a lot of women, that's the, the minor shift is when they start seeing and valuing what they are contributing in their generosity, they're more discerning of where it's going. And that feels really empowering for them. They start to receive some positive feedback in return and some reflection of their own value and so I would say keep going and that we need that huge heart that you have and yeah, that you deserve the love that you're craving. This is why we need Courtney in our lives. Mm. <laughs> Cause you're right. It's true. That's beautiful. You're right. You're mm. absolutely, I love that so much. And I'm sure there's someone out there who's listening, knowing in their heart, they need your help. 
like when they go to your website to get signed up, where would you recommend they begin to work with you? Mm -hmm. Like, it, is that like a message conversation or is there a course that you're like, this is where you would be a good spot to, to get a start? Yeah. So right now there's a section on my website for, to apply, to work with me. I love hearing what you've tried before. And I think this is where, uh, and Bria and I talk about it all the time, like the integrity of your coach is so important and the relationship that you have with your coach or mentor or therapist or whoever is the healing. That is the ability to get the most out of it. And so I love to hear what people have tried and what you are looking for. And if I'm not the right person, I will definitely let you know and direct you in the right direction. But for most of the women who find anything on my website resonating with them, Arise is built for them. Arise is meant to help women empower that masculine energy so that they have that inner security, so that they can experience what it feels like to have their own back as they're opening their heart. So a lot of us have that feeling of opening our heart and yet we get, you know, kind of like pummeled with wounded people's energy or bad feedback because we don't have that that support that will move us away from things that are not good for us. And so that's really what that is designed to do. Uh, we get deep into the subconscious and heal generational trauma patterns from our moms and grandmas and dads and grandpas like we go way back as far as we need to but usually it's within those two generations there's some dynamics that we can clean up that can really help you feel what that feels like to be supported emotionally from within and once you can identify what that feels like it's like having a blueprint you know what you're looking for now and you can start building from a solid foundation instead of trying to continue building on something that's just not what you need to be building on. So I, I love Arise. I nice. think that that's where I have a lot of women start. I'm working on a program this year that's going to be um, the stage after Arise and also the stage pre-Arise. So some feminine energy information that you need so that Arise makes the most sense. If you're not quite there, I'm hoping to get that out in the next couple months. And then after that, um, I'll have a program as well for what to do with the information once you've integrated that masculine energy. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Yeah. I love that. Thanks. I love that. I feel excited. So I have a couple questions yeah. I was asked to share with you. Yes. Uh, one is, when it comes to a new relationship, mm -hmm. you move too fast and ended up in bed too soon, mm -hmm. how do you reset and see if there's substance and not just passion? Mm, yeah, great question. Um, you know, I think with... Sex is triggering for everyone. We all have weird relationships to our own sexuality that cause a lot of shame for us. And so I wonder if we were to take the charge out of that and not judge that there was a too soon. I wonder if you could get clear on what you're looking for in a relationship and start to look for that. Because there's actually not been any statistical information that people who sleep together within any period of time don't end up together. I think that's old wives' tale data. We haven't seen that empirically. Um, and so there's an empowered way to do it where you are actually uh, taking charge of your own story and saying, okay, so that, that maybe violated a boundary of mine. 
I didn't see what I needed to see in a relationship to feel like I'm calm enough to open physically. That's the kink, I think, for most people in the hose that keeps it from flowing naturally, is that they put a rule in place where they need to be able to trust themselves. And so that's what I usually work with women on. And I'm guessing this was a woman that asked the question. Um, is It was, okay. yeah. There's a lot of shaming for women around when's too soon, he's not going to keep you. There's lots of that kind of old stories that, that really activate our nervous system. And when our nervous system is activated, we're not able to intuit what how we feel around him. So if you can, to re-empower yourself, what you want to do is to start looking for the things in the relationship that you're needing from the relationship. And that's where it's really great to start using your voice. You can start asking for things that you're wanting. There's an empowered way to ask for things too, but that would be the best possible way to show up authentically and reconnect. Open your heart to this person and see, is this something that I want, that I want to continue? And, or is it gonna be a lesson that I learned of that was a boundary for me. I needed to see that he was more emotionally engaged or emotionally available before I'm physically intimate with someone. Cool. That's a really empowering piece of information to have next time. So. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I love all that. Yep. You didn't do anything wrong. I have one more. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's what happens. We think we did something wrong and then we beat ourselves up and it's, you know, like you're saying, we're not asking and we're not having the boundaries. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, you're so stupid. <laughs> All of this. So I have one more question. Yep. When you've lived through a terminal illness and you and your partner of five years have grown at different paces, while being at the realization most things people feel falling in love or platonic and hormonal at best, we both know we could have chosen other people, but we choose each other every day because we love working towards our life together. Mm -hmm. So how does one reconnect with their partner? Mm, what a great question. Wow. So my thoughts on this are that long-term relationships are about discovering the other person long-term. You're never going to completely know the other person because we're always changing. And so growth isn't necessarily a bad thing and it's not something that you need to be scared of. I find in my own experience that we tend to grow kind of like, I'll grow, they'll grow, I'll grow, they'll grow. And every time they grow, it inspires me to grow. And sometimes I surpass where they were, which means they now have to catch up. And so we're, we're very rarely on the same exact level for very long if you're continuing to grow and expand as a person. So I think that's normal. I just want to normalize that part. The other part is to get really clear on like what you're needing from the relationship you know, come to Jesus moments like a, like a terminal illness can be a really great time to take inventory of what your values are and what you're wanting from the relationship. And the really hard part to reconnect is going to be honest with your partner about what you're wanting. And this goes back to asking in an empowered way, um, but also to let them know who you are now. Like if you were to assume that you're starting over, that may feel really scary because we have lots of history with people that's the hard part with long-term relationships is we've built a lot of history of being a certain way. And so to show up as something different feels almost like a betrayal of the agreement that you've made. And yet for this relationship to continue to grow and flourish, 
we have to be willing to sacrifice what we have known for what's authentic now so that they have the opportunity to join us as our authentic self with their authentic self. And so a, a thing that I teach to my clients is how to reveal what's true for you now, little by little, and see how they, um, how they experience it, how they handle it, what you need from them. That can help kind of guide you both in the right direction. So if you're wanting to feel more connected intimately, more emotionally intimate, connection, you're going to have to start revealing what's true for you as current you, instead of trying to be who you had been when they met, um, and, and allowing the other person to do the same so that you can see very clearly how you want to move forward together, and or if you're wanting the same yeah. things now. Um, again, no judgment either way. It's a very empowering thing to make decisions from that place. That's fantastic advice. I love that so much. Thanks. And I love so much that you were willing to join me today. I'm so very grateful. For those who want to know more about you, where can they find you, your podcast, your courses? Like, where do they yeah. go? So I am Courtney underscore Shand, S-C-H-A-N-D, on all of the social media. I've got YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, um, Instagram, Facebook. Um, all of them are going to be just first name underscore last name. Um, and then if you want to work with me, my website is CourtneyShand.com. Feel free to send me a message on any of those platforms, but especially on my website, there's a place to fill out where I've got some prompts for you to fill in. So you don't have to think about what I said that I needed to know. Um, but I would love to hear a little bit about you, kind of what you're experiencing and I can best direct you from there of how, how to move forward in the most empowering way. Um, I would love to connect anyway, so feel free to reach out and let me know that you heard me on Lucretia's podcast. I would love to hear that too. Um, but yeah, CourtneyShan.com is where you can find me for the Love of Men podcast. If you want to follow me over there, we're on all of the platforms that way too. We have a TikTok, um, YouTube, and then on Spotify and Apple, uh, you can listen to us that way as well. So. Yeah, I think that's all. I love it. And it's a fantastic podcast. It's a wonderful website, your social media. It's clearly you're working so hard on all of those. And go, please, please go check them out because it's wonderful. This has been amazing. And I wish I could continue this conversation for another hour or two. I want um, to have you back. And I hope that you'll be willing to bring Brie. Oh, I would love that. I think I'd love that Maybe too. We could maybe we could like twist her arm a little or, or bribe her with uh, her, you know, something, I don't know. Cookies. cookies. She milk, likes cookies. Tea. She would come. Okay. She loves actually more than cookies. She loves um, talking about healthy relationships. So I think this would be easy enough for her to come to. We would love to do that. Wonderful. Yeah. Let's have that conversation and, and get you guys um, back. Please, please, please. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time. I know you're incredibly busy. I appreciate all the insight that you have shared. You are a gift and I am so grateful for that. Your willingness to take your life experiences and transition it into a manner to change lives oh. and help people live just a better, healthier, more fulfilled life. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm grateful for you. So thank you so, so very much. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. This has been so, so fun. Thanks, Lucretia. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. On our next episode, you can expect to hear...
started everything and was like, okay, I in some form or fashion want to work in fashion. Um, so I would like, I would style up my outfits and my mom would get on to me so much. She'd be like, you look crazy. What are you wearing? Like, what did you, where did you find this outfit? Like change your clothes, like all these things. So um, I kind of started whenever I was that young, like five years old. Um, Thank you again for listening. I look forward to having you join us again next week on Journey to the Rise. This episode was produced and edited by Girl Boss Productions. <laughs>